0: Show. Show. Wait, 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 waiting t- re- at me at me sure. Come at Me Show. me Go. Come at me show. Basketball, basketball shorts. Come at me show. Okay. we say the show is good? <laughs> I've been trying to eat healthier trying being probably a strong word for it i've been thinking about trying <laughs> to eat healthier and so far none of those thoughts have really turned into tangible tangible work but i i don't know i buy i buy plenty of healthy things so that they can sit in my fridge and slowly go bad and that makes me feel a little better about myself like at least i'm tr- at least i'm close it's in the fridge that's basically my mouth The fridge is it's almost my stomach. Why can't I? I'm crushing it with this. But then I, you know, cheat meal, got a pizza. Got a pizza this week, which I don't know if that's really a cheap meal. It's really like a cheat multiple meals. I'm not I'm not in the best shape, but I'm not in crush a whole pizza in one sitting shape. So I had to save it. I had to save this pizza. So what do you do when you, when you save a pizza, you put it in the fridge, you put it in the fridge. And then how do you put it in the fridge? How do you, how do you prepare the pizza to be put in the fridge? Do you put it into a Tupperware? Do you wrap it in aluminum foil? Do you Saran wrap it? Is that what Saran wrap's for? I'm not sure what Saran wrap is for other than hilarious toilet related pranks when you're at sleepaway camp. But I, or I guess kidnapping people. Those are the only things I know of Saran Wrap for. Maybe you can save things in Saran Wrap. Do you do that with your pizza? The answer, no, of course not. How do you store pizza? Everyone say it together. You put the entire box into the fridge. If you even put it in the fridge. You know, pizza is one of the rare foods. You can leave it out. You can keep it overnight, whatever. There's no, it doesn't get grow bacteria. I learned about this in my food class in college. That was supposed to be a fly class and ended up being somehow my hardest class (laughs) was like food science. It's too, it's you take the pizza, you leave it in the box, you put the whole box into the fridge. And maybe it's just because of the space I'm in now with trying to be healthy but something about putting the box in the fridge was a real, I think maybe a real turning point diet wise for me. Something about putting the box, it only fit on the top shelf, sliding the box in, in a way like the fridge light is on top of the fridge. And I slid the box in in a way that just cast the rest of the fridge into darkness. <laughs> and... <laughs> Like a dark cloud coming over an otherwise magical land. The celery looking up and gasping as the light of the fridge is is blocked from its view by (laughs) by this pizza box. Um, An incredibly fitting metaphor for the shadow that has been cast over my diet. Just the cauliflower sitting in the back, whimpering in the dark (laughs) as this evil carb presence blots out all the light from reaching it. It was just a powerful, a powerful symbol and metaphor of just everything. (laughs) All of my healthy foods just stuck, stuck, stuck in the darkness. I speaking of darkness, I got a new light. I don't know if you can tell. I'm going to start. I changed my setup recording for the pod a little bit. Now, instead of recording at my desk, I'm sitting in this little, this little corner on this couch. I have a little pillow here that I'm resting my arm on. I hung up a sign that my sister gave me for Christmas. Christmas. I know that was a long time ago, but there's no way there was too much space behind me last time. There was nowhere to hang it. And my sister's been nagging me about this. Just nagging constantly. Tim, did you hang the sign? Did you hang the sign? Did you hang the sign? Well, Sarah, uh, who doesn't listen to the podcast, I did hang the sign. I did hang the sign and I'm telling you, it's going to be cropped out of all these Instagram things because I'm going vertical with those bad boys. I'm going vertical. I'm going tight. They're not going to be able to see your sign, but I'll be horizontal on YouTube. Maybe, maybe I'll just start posting all this stuff to YouTube so you guys can look at me while I'm talking. I don't know. We're figuring this out together. What do I know? Here's something I do know me and myself and, uh, and, uh, Patrick wise did a little, uh, research for political therapy this week, our, our political podcast. We, I watched this documentary on HBO about opioids and opium and, and oxycontins and all this stuff and, and whatever it's, 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 uh, depressing. I guess we have an opioid pandemic in this. Is that funny to talk about? I don't know. It's, it seems like. <laughs> maybe not, but it's a serious documentary. There's serious struggles. These are human issues of the government, government corruption of corruption at the highest levels of business, bribing the FDA. These, these, the 1%, you know, screwing over the people less fortunate than them intentionally getting them addicted to these, these substances that they know are dangerous and yada, yada, yada. It's all bad. First episode of this doc, pretty good Ends on a very somber note. And then they do like a post credit scene. And it's not a fun post credit scene like in a Marvel movie where you see Thor's hammer in a field and you're like, oh my God, this is just the beginning. Like more fun stuff is coming. It ends up being a guy. <laughs> the post credit scene for this documentary is a guy reading a poem about the evils. Of This company that's been getting everybody addicted to Oxycontin or codeine or whatever, however you say it. And uh, it's a terrible poem. And it's so bad. And the fact that the poem is bad makes the situation makes it insanely hilarious that this is such a serious <laughs> encounter. This is a man who was wronged by the system, and his way of lashing out is to write a terrible poem. I imagine it's the kind of thing that, like, a therapist is like, you know what? You just got to express yourself however you can. But maybe you should draw the line of sharing it with just everyone watching this documentary on HBO. Here's something I don't know a lot about poetry. I don't claim to know a lot about poetry. But if someone starts reading a poem and it rhymes, this poem's going to suck. <laughs> if someone stands up at a somber occasion, like a funeral or something, and they're just like, well, you know, grandpa meant so much to me. I just got to read this poem. And then, you know, we were, we used to go for rides in his car. He told me you can do as you can go as far as you want to. And it's like, oh my God, this (laughs) fucking kill me. Put me in the grave next to grandpa. I don't want to have to sit next to this and listen to this crap all the time. What is it? There's something, it's something, it's so corny. Unless it's accompanied by pictures in a book, I don't want to hear anybody rhyming. I don't want to hear anybody just reading rhymes unless, I guess it's rap. I guess there's circumstances when it would be allowed, but this is, God, rhyming poetry is terrible. Let's get to some questions. Some questions from the internet. I pulled some from Reddit. I don't know, should I be saying who these are from or where I'm getting these? I don't know, but... I don't know what the right thing to do is. I want to credit people, but also everyone uses these weird names online, right? So, like, if you're using a weird name, like, I don't know, cryptografter or Few1836, like, do you really want to be, do you want to be credited? Does that person want everyone to know who they are? I don't know. I don't know. Question number one, ranch or ketchup on nugs? I got to say right away, this is one of the dumbest questions I've ever heard. Ranch or ketchup? Grow the fuck up. Honey mustard or nothing, you coward. You limp-dicked wuss. Get out of here with this ranch or ketchup bullshit. Also, who's putting ranch on chicken? Everyone's just rubbing ranch on chicken now. Why? Why is this happening? Ranch on pizza? Great. Ranch on a salad? Sure. Ranch and ketchup even mixed together. That makes some more sense but ranch on just chick, just chicken. What are you, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? Ketchup, ketchup on French fries. Again, makes sense. Who are these ketchup nugget dippers? These are insane people who goes to McDonald's and asks for ketchup for their McNuggets. You are a crazy person. You should be locked up. Maybe I'm in the minority here, but everyone else is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things I'm wrong about that I admit I'm wrong about ketchup. OK, let's say tomatoes. I'm not a fan of tomatoes. I don't like tomatoes. I don't want a tomato slice on my hamburger. And I get it. I'm wrong about that. The rest of the world loves tomatoes. I do not. Not a fan Don't stand tomatoes. I get it. I'm wrong. I can be wrong about this. Dunking chicken fingers and ketchup. Grow up. And I'm not telling you to grow up because it's like chicken nuggets. Yeah, I I, everyone should be allowed to get (laughs) chicken nuggets forever. All right. I'm going to be a grown-ass man ordering spaghetti at restaurants and ordering chicken fingers because they're delicious. They're the best thing on almost every menu. So why can't we just get the things we like? Why can't we get the things we like and just enjoy them? I guess that's a running theme for the podcast. But ketchup? Ugh. Expand your... Get like a... You can get like an aioli sauce or something. (laughs) Something like... A special sauce. Special sauce. I mean... I mean, Popeye's got that sweet heat sauce. It's not honey mustard, but it's like a hot. It's like hot sauce. Put some hot sauce on there. Ketchup. What are you doing with this? I'm just putting ketchup on everything. You sick freaks. With all this ketchup. Uh, Speaking of freaks, next question. How do I effectively keep my flatmate? Okay, so this is like a European... I don't know where I end up getting these questions from, but it is like heavily infiltrated from from Europe, I guess. No one else is a flatmates. Right. I don't hear a lot about, you know, are there flatmates in India? Are there flatmates in like Russia? Are there a Russian flatmate? I don't know. This seems very British and uh, weak to me. Anyway, how do I effectively. (laughs) How do I effectively keep my flatmate and his new girlfriend from doing it too loud? <laughs> uh, this is the first girl he brings home that is that loud. Okay. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, I've told him two times and then it was quieter for a while. I really thought they would respect, respect it and then uh uh-uh. They just don't give a shit. He never did. I'm looking for a new apartment for a lot of reasons, blah, blah, blah. But uh, any any uh, I don't know what to say to him. So he starts to care about me as another human being. Uh, And the shame is he has children. What is this? This question took a turn. This guy's got children. So the children can hear this. That's creepy. That's weird. Why does he have a roommate? Why are you living with a guy who has kids? I'm not even going to get I'm not even going to get into this. This seems like a very complicated question. We'll start with the obvious loud sex. That's something that we can all <laughs> relate to. Everyone who's had a roommate has had to listen to somebody boning down. And that's, that's, you know, just a, just the risk of, of living with somebody, you know, it happens. You make the best of it. So what are you going to try and kink shame this guy? Because there's one thing I will not stand for, and that is kink shaming. And if somebody gets off to some loud sex, more, the more, the merrier, man, do it up. How dare you criticize them for their, their loud They're loud lovemaking. Let them do it. Let them go for it. Should they have the doors open? No, they should close the doors open. It should not be in the hall or anything like that. If they're in their room, you know, you got to let it fly. You talk to the guy, you talk to the guy twice. He's going to let it go for a little while. And then whatever, they're going to go back to normal. That's, that's fair. And that's kind of what guys do. What I would do, if you want to be real petty about this, just mention it to her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you already talked to the guy just be like you know drop a little something like hey so you guys had a, uh, you guys had fun last night that sounds good you know just at breakfast just when she's around when she's around just drop a little oh so that was sounds fun you guys were very loud yesterday and let her see if she knows see if this is something that's been conveyed to her because she might be embarrassed and they might stop if that's really what you want to do you want to embarrass your friend like that do it go for it Uh, do it ask her and see and see what they say because she might be shocked also they might not be at her they might be at his place because her roommates hate it when they (laughs) they're over at her place so maybe this is just a thing for her she's a loud loud lady and they're trying to get them out of her apartment and so you know they're they're doing it at, at yours whatever uh i drop it to her and see what happens okay here's a good question why is Sasquatch eating missing people lost in the wilderness? <laughs> what else is he supposed to eat? What else is the guy supposed to eat? The Sasquatch. Do you guys believe in Sasquatch? I I could. Sure. I don't disbelieve in Sasquatch. Why would anybody be? What a What a lame life you must live to be like, there's no Sasquatch. There's nothing else out there. <laughs> What a joyless way to live. There's no way there's a Sasquatch. It's like, I don't know, the woods, the woods are huge. There's so much woods. You're telling me you can't have one? There can't be one surprise out in the woods. There can't be a furry ape running around somewhere. You're telling me that there can't be one Sasquatch running around? It could be something. I don't know. Could just be a giant, a giant monkey, a giant monkey who escaped the zoo and started living in Canada. That stuff happens all the time. I went down to the Everglades. There's a bunch of monkeys in the Everglades that escaped from the Tarzan, from the set of the Tarzan TV show. And that was filmed when things were black and white. So those monkeys have now reproduced and they're just, they're native. They're like a native part of the Everglades. Now, the Florida just has monkeys because they escaped from a set and now they live there. The same thing could have happened for the Sasquatch. There could have been a a traveling circus with a bunch of gorillas and the gorillas got out. They uh, mated with some bears or something. They get a Sasquatch. That's a gorilla bear hybrid that now lives in the woods. And it's confused because part of it wants to be an herbivore. The other part of it wants to be more of a scavenger omnivore type thing. You find a human defenseless looking creature, Wandering through their territory, of course, you're going to maybe give it a try. Maybe you're going to try eating something because which one of what are what is life without risk? What is life without trying new things? You shouldn't be afraid to try new things. So the Sasquatch hanging out, minding its own business, a person comes along, you're like, huh, this looks like something I could eat. Why not give it a try? Uh, You try it, and then you know, you're like, okay, maybe this wasn't for me. I'm not saying Sasquatches love eating people. I'm just saying, if given the opportunity to try something new, who wouldn't leap at that opportunity? Especially with a food item that you know, who knows if you if you're going to get the chance to eat it again. So why well, ask Sasquatch keep eating eat, eating missing people lost in the wilderness? You go out to eat. You're like, well, I don't. I'm not a big fan of chorizo. I don't love chorizo. I had a I had a breakfast burrito with chorizo in it. It wasn't my favorite thing. Well, when was the last time you had it? And it's like, oh, it's been it's been a few years now well, then maybe you should try it again. So the Sasquatch eats, <laughs> eats eats, the first person that comes into its woods. And then they, you know, a little bit while later, because people don't get lost all the time, they get lost in the woods occasionally. And then occasionally the Sasquatch is like, huh, it's been a while. Maybe I'll like it now. And then he just, then he eats another person and is like, you know what? Maybe this isn't for me. Because, let's be honest, if they got a real taste for human flesh, they'd be coming into towns and taking people and just, just eating us all up. Uh, they, they would be like actively planning things using simple tools to break in doors and invade houses. And we'd have like a war on our hands with the Sasquatch people. So I think it's like a shark thing where they don't, they're not trying to eat you. They think you're a seal. One thing leads to another, you know, you end up, you know, doing. uh kind of caught in the crosshair so to speak with the Sasquatch you just end up wrong place wrong time big mistake a little indigestion the next day and ultimately you know this is this is a whole thing that could have been avoided if you'd stayed home uh oh guys let's wrap it up with one final question if there was a nuclear war where would you hide very interesting question, great suggestion. I don't think about nuclear war often enough, so thank you very much for bringing it up. Isn't a bathtub a place that you would would hide? I know in a hurricane or tornado, you hide in a doorway, you hide in a bathtub. As far as nuclear war, I mean if if Indiana Jones is to be believed, you could hide in a fridge. There's probably a lot of places that you could hide. I would probably just concede that i'm gonna die and (laughs) go out in a bang. i'd probably go to the roof be like i'm gonna watch this happen i i don't know that much about nuclear war but terminator 2 i've been told has one of the most accurate depictions (laughs) of what a nuclear bomb going off would look like where uh, something Connor where Sandra Connor, what's her name? Sarah Connor is like holding the fence and then it like, and then she sees it and like fries everything. And then your, your skin's incinerated and it's just a skeleton shaking a a fence. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I imagine it'd be a lot like that. And so if you're going through all of that, I mean, is the tub going to save you? I don't know. I have no idea. I'd be looking to get to the roof. I'd strike a dramatic pose and I'd welcome, uh, my coming sweet, fiery death, I guess. And it's probably going to be super quick, I imagine, you know, not super painful if you're just incinerated instantly. So why not lean into the experience and enjoy the most of it? I understand that's not for (laughs) everybody. (laughs) So let's talk strategy. If you don't have a bunker, you're crazy. You got to have a bunker. Now, everyone nowadays has a bunker. If you're looking into buying a new house, you should be looking for one with a bunker, a pool, central air and a bunker of some kind, something you can go down into if the shit hits the fan. Tim, when will I know when the shit hits the fan? Well, let's just say you'll know when the shit hits the fan. That's where you keep all of your guns, all of your ammo, enough food to last you for the next three or four years. And, uh, you know, just in case you have to get away from everything, survive for a period of time until the air's clean again. And then you can come up and begin repopulating the earth with whoever else is left. Um, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, my God. Nuclear war. What would I do if there was a I also think there's like zero chance of nuclear war. Our our technology is so advanced. Now, if somebody shoots a bomb at us, we could shoot it down like not like nothing. I think there's like zero threat of nuclear war. Now, you would have to smuggle a nuclear weapon into the United States somehow, which seems almost impossible. And then you would have to set it off. So I'm like, why am I giving tips? Am I giving advice to anyone on how to set off a nuclear weapon? I don't know enough about it anyway yeah the only reason i'm not giving out advice is because i don't know if my advice is good or not that's the only reason why i'm not trying to help people commit terrorist acts uh guys thank you so much for listening to the podcast i really appreciate it feel free to give me a little rating on apple if you're listening on there five stars five stars a little rating a little comment a little review never hurt anybody and you know what it might even help this body um Thank you for listening. Email the show. Call the show if you want. Let me know. And the king stays king. Bye.